How is Dak Prescott, coach? This is the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, he looks great. I mean, he really does. I mean, he's in here every day, so um, I, I can't say enough about the progress he's made. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It was a great day when his contract was completed for everybody here. The Rich Eisen Show. How about them Cowboys? Today's guests, Fox Sports college football analyst, Joel Klatt. From NBC Sports, Peter King. Buccaneers general manager, Jason Light. CNN host, Jake Tapper. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live here in Los Angeles, California. Um, I hope uh, everybody had a great Mother's Day weekend. Um, and I hope uh, I hope all is well wherever you are. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How hey, are you, sir? My man, what's happening? Mike Del Tufo, to see great you, to see you, sir. TJ Jefferson, good to see you over there, sir. All right, Rich. Hopefully uh, you had a great Mother's Day. Oh, it was uh, fantastic. Uh, you I got know, so many flowers. I, no, 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 no. I'm, what I'm, you know, made up since, you know, you kept your mom in the dark over the prices, right? And everything <laughs> is good. So I'm glad that you, uh, you well, had she, a good weekend. So. I couldn't get a hold of her yesterday. That was why I called. She didn't answer. So, uh, uh-oh. Yeah. Look out. Over. Good to see you over there, though. Good to see you. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of football guests on today's show. Uh, I always have the the pigskin on the brain. Uh, Joel Klatt, uh, who sat next to me on uh, the Friday night of the NFL draft night. He'll be joining us from Fox Sports. Peter King, Jason Light. Peter King had a fascinating column, as always, and his Monday football uh, Monday uh, football morning in America column on NBC Sports and pro football talk uh he'll be joining us he's he put out some some interesting odds on where he thinks deshaun watson's going to play in 2022 uh i'll get to that in a second because it's an interesting choice of the year uh jason light will be um joining us he is the general manager of the defending champion Tampa bay buccaneers he got the whole band back together and then uh, we'll have a, a fun final segment of our program jake tapper my good buddy uh the host of the lead with jake tapper I do not know how he has time to write novels and write amazing novels. <laughs> yeah, the guy exactly. is truly remarkable. Um, the Devil May Dance is his newest novel, and um, he'll be joining us at the end of the program. Diehard Philadelphia sports fan. He loves his Eagles, loves his Sixers, loves his Phillies. And um, we'll talk to Jake uh, about all of that. I am not worried about the Los Angeles Lakers. How does that sound? Not worried about them. Ooh, that's a hot take, well, man. Well, I mean, I'm not, wor- I'm not worried about them. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I guess here's, here's the way I'm going with it. <sighs> with, 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 with the Lakers, you have to talk championships. I am worried about them winning a championship. That's fair. I am not worried about an exit in the um, playing round. In the playing round. Not, not worried about that at all. Anthony Davis is getting his literal legs and sea legs back under him. 42 points last night in a crucial win for the L.A. Lakers against the Phoenix Suns team. It, let's be honest, this could be a playoff preview. If they wind up being the seventh seed, which is all they have to do is um, stay right where they are, which I don't think they're going to, and then win a playing game against the red-hot Golden State Warriors, um, then we'll see them versus the Phoenix Suns, looks like. Uh, if everything stays the same, there's only one week to go, four games to go for pretty much everybody in the NBA. 72 game season, just correct. It is everyone. a shortened season uh, due to COVID. And then, of course, there's now the play in tournament on top of it, where your seventh and eighth seeded teams play one game against each other. The winner becomes the seventh seed. The loser then plays the winner of the 9 10 game. And then the winner of that game was your eighth seed. 
in both conferences. So uh, we might have seen a playoff preview last night, first round four out of seven, and then the Lakers will have their hands full with the Phoenix Suns, and then we'll see what Chris Paul does in a game five, six, and seven if he can stay healthy, knock on wood for him. Um, Hey, I only try to spit you a little bit true here. It's a fact. And then then there's the, the issue of LeBron coming back when he does come back and what uh what percentage he will be the lakers will have to go through these playoffs without lebron 100 percent. that's a fact i don't think we're going to see him the rest of the way right don't you think yeah shams yeah. had a report he's expected back tomorrow or wednesday okay Depends how he feels all right we'll see how he feels yeah. Yeah. i don't know maybe they might sit him out I, I i i might be wrong on that front clearly i mean they need him in the playing game but you're you take a look at well, hold on a minute they might not make the playing game Lakers' final games. The only team currently that they will be facing. Let me make sure my facts are correct. Yeah. The only team that they will be facing the rest of the way with a winning record. I can't believe I'm saying these words. I cannot believe I'm saying these words. (laughs) We know it is. Are the New York Knicks. Hey. Who they play tomorrow night on TNT. And I'll be honest. (laughs) You're going to be watching. I'll be watching. I love it. You love to see it. Of course I'll be watching. And then after that, home for Houston at Indianapolis at New Orleans. Portland, who sits one game in front of them right now, home for Houston at Utah at Phoenix, home for Denver. Can the Lakers be two games better than Portland in that? Dallas, which is two games in front of the Lakers right now, and it would be quite something if they wind up in the playing round after complaining loudly about getting in or not. Uh, at Memphis, home for New Orleans, home for Toronto, which, you know, and which is done at Minnesota. So I think Dallas moves on. Portland's got the toughest road here. That is, of course, if everybody wants to keep playing. Zion, as you know, broke his hand, broke his finger, finger in yeah. his hand. Oh, it's part of the hand. Yeah. Hand's part he of broke the his finger. Ingram's out. Sure looks like the Lakers have a nice road here. They just got to win games that they're supposed to win that they've been having trouble doing in the yeah. last month. But I'm, 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 I, I know I'm supposed to only look at championships for the Lakers. I am genuinely concerned about them winning a championship. I don't think they're the best team in the West. I don't think they're the best team in the West at all. Even with, even with them at full strength, the way that Utah's been playing, Phoenix has been playing. Your Clippers lost to the Knicks last night. What the hell's going on with the Knicks? Derrick Rose. Well, I'll tell you what. Holy crap. I'll tell you this, man. And we'll talk about it, obviously, on tomorrow's show to, to start previewing it because that's the big game. Um, the New York Knicks right now have the same record as the Los Angeles Lakers. I cannot believe I'm that's saying these words. They're both crazy, 38 man. and 30. 38 and 30, yep. <laughs> and if, if you have anybody who's got a chip on their shoulder taking on the Lakers, it'll be number 30 for the Knicks, don't you think? No doubt. So Julius Randle showing up in that building tomorrow night. How do you like me now? We'll put a pin in that for tomorrow's conversation. But in terms of uh, your your looking at the Los Angeles Lakers right now, I know I'm not telling any tales out of school. I'm genuinely concerned about them winning a championship. In yeah, terms I of getting out of the first round of the playing tournament, what are you you're worried that they'll that Steph will drop fifty on them and then they then they're gonna have to win it what a tight 
Look, they want to take the Lakers, you know, the take Lakers against with, Memphis. If the Lakers with a fifty percent LeBron James cannot dispatch with the Memphis Grizzlies or the San Antonio Spurs or a banged up Pelicans team that somehow through a miracle of miracles gets into the ten spot and then wins a game at, against the Memphis Grizzlies. If the Lakers with half of LeBron cannot beat the Memphis Grizzlies in a game, then they don't deserve. And, I, and we shouldn't even talk about it. They don't deserve to be in it, and they're not one of the best eight teams clearly in the Western Conference, and that's the end of that. And everybody here in this town with their Lakers, you know, uh, flags on their cars, car flags. you know, their car flags, then you should the absolutely have, with Anthony Davis. A 90% saying. Anthony Davis scoring 40 points against the Phoenix Suns and then a 50% LeBron James coming back with two games to go in the regular season, three games to go in the regular season. Right? It's a higher register situation. What do you mean? Say what you mean. I, I'm not sure they get out of it. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I believe this team should actually move on, and let's see what they could do against the Phoenix Suns. Or... Your Los Angeles Clippers, should they get out of the playing round? Oh, we get the matchup that we wanted last year in the bubble. Late. LeBron coming back, saying he'll never be 100% again. Limping his way through it. Can't wait for all that. It's getting exciting. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. In terms of the NFL um, stories that I'm interested in, um, it is all quiet on every single front right now. It is so quiet right now. You it's kind of eerily quiet. You can hear a pin drop on the Aaron Rodgers story, a pin drop on Deshaun Watson. You could hear a pin drop on all of it. All eyes on the civil court system in Texas, in Houston. Is Deshaun Watson settling his cases right now? Again, at the draft, that's all I heard is that was in the works. And that's why Peter King, who's going to join us in hour number two, he's got a whole bunch of teams that he thinks are lined up for Deshaun Watson. Should he be a viable quarterback in the NFL in 2022? I don't think it's going to be 2022. How do you like that? I think it's 2021. I think it's quiet right now for a reason. You don't hear a word from a lawyer who was on Instagram like yeah. he was a 16-year-old sophomore. Yeah. I know I'm off on my, my ages. My kid's not uh, in school yet, but yeah, yeah that's about right. ish. 60, he's not in high school yet. 60, like, like on Instagram, every single thing was going on Instagram, posting it. You don't hear a word from him right now, do you? Why? Anybody who knows the legal system knows that that means something's being discussed and you don't want to wreck it. You don't want to upset it. Now, you could sit there and go, well, settling doesn't remove anything with Deshaun Watson. That's correct. He could still get suspended, but not for the entirety of the 2021 season. Somebody want to give up all their 2022 draft choices right now for him to get him in 2021, week four, week five? Maybe. Maybe. And then why is uh, Aaron Rodgers' situation suddenly quiet? Is it because the Packers and he are trying to have some sort of rapprochement? Oh, big word alert. Mm. Big word alert. Are they trying to get back together? 
I always thought all Aaron Rodgers needs is that contract from the Green Bay Packers that makes it seem like he's the man there, and then all of a sudden he gets the wishes on the front of his teammates and how the team gets built, similar to what we see from Tom Brady and our third-hour guest and Jason Light. I cannot wait to ask him these questions. Because however Jason Light was handling the Tom Brady situation and has been handling the Tom Brady's doted years is clearly the envy of every other veteran quarterback in the NFL. The envy of every other quarterback in the NFL and has messed with the brains and messed with the systems of, say, Seattle for a bit. That's now died down. I think that's died down not because something's coming back, clearly. I think that died. that's died down because Russell knows that Nothing was happening this year. And the Seahawks with a coach who's pushing 70 is not going to go ahead and throw him to another team. That's Start just, over? I yeah. think it's quiet on the Green Bay front and the Houston front because something is cooking. That's what I think. That's what I'm hearing. This is what I'm feeling. If you asked me right now, just because, you know, we're on a show like this, I'm in front of a microphone like this, and you know I don't throw bombs or anything like that sort of thing, I would say Green Bay has a starting quarterback in week one of Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. because Aaron gets the contract where it's, I'm not telling you to get rid of Jordan Love, just the dollars and cents on the contract that had me in a lack of leverage previously have now flipped. And the dollars say Jordan Love is not going to start before you have to evaluate whether a fifth-year option is merited. You're not going to get him to get the reps on a practice field or on a field because I'm so damn expensive. And guess what? I'll just win your championships anyway. I'm fully confident. You can get me that Jay Kumaros of the world, okay? Don't cut him when I say I like him. (laughs) (laughs) That's the situation he wants. It's the best situation for him, staying put in terms of where – He's known and wanted and loved. Or he looks over the steering wheel and he's like going to try and force his situation as Tom Brady. I just don't know if that'll happen. I don't know if Green Bay is just going to roll over. If I had to just roll the dice right now, and I know his friends say 2%, 5%, but they're also also saying that a chance of him being the quarterback, but they're also saying it's fixable. If it's fixable, there's terms and dollars that can fix it. And then Deshaun Watson... I think he's somewhere else by the fall. I don't know why. Why aren't you hearing from the lawyer that wanted to post everything on Instagram? When was the last time you heard from him publicly? Good good question. It's been a while. I want to talk to Peter King about all of that. Jason Light, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers general manager. But when we come back, Joel Klatt will join us. So we'll revisit the draft one last time with him. And you know how, um, Chris, when you do when you do events with analysts or you do events with other people from other places that come into your shop, and you get to know them, you get to chat with them. That's part of what we love about our industry, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and usually you find out who's an all-timer at midnight in the hotel bar, <laughs> right? Okay, like a perfect example was a Thursday Night Football, Brad Nessler. Oh would be done and he'd hold court for about a half an hour hour and you would just chat and hear all these great stories and meet him and get to know him love that guy yeah 
Great set of pipes. So many stories. Couldn't have been nicer. Interested in what's going on with you, that sort of thing. Nance loved meeting Brian Gumble for all those years. So Joel Klatt uh, is like one of the many quarterbacks who also had a baseball playing career. He told a story about his minor league baseball days that I'm going to have him tell on this show. Oh, baby. Wait till you hear it. I'm not overselling it. It's yeah, so funny. You mentioned that last week, too. So, and I haven't told you. I, I haven't told I know, you off I know, the you air. I'm like, wait anything. till he's on the air. He's about to tell it. As course, and give us some thoughts on who he thinks is going to be a, a first-week starter and other quarterbacks that might be coming through the pipeline for 2022 and beyond. And Jake Tapper will be joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show and you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. So we're back here on The Rich Eisen Show with Joel Klatt of Fox Sports before Peter King, Jason Light, and Jake Tapper join us here on this busy Monday edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at The Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, welcome back. Sometimes we'll play a, um, most of the time we're sitting here on on Peacock, we'll play something from our archives. But um, this this segment I want to throw to a video I got from Tucker, Jonathan Tucker, the actor, oh, sent nice. me this. I didn't see this on Twitter. Um, this is an outstanding version of a press conference. Should a father, did you see this video? I did. Should a father have it's to awesome. go through the rigors of meeting with the media after a long day of being a dad? Check it out. You sum up the day. Yeah, honestly, just felt like we got behind early after the milk spill and the marker on the wall. We just <laughs> felt like we were playing catch up the rest of the day. Right before you went to the store, you called a timeout. Was there an attitude change after that? Yeah, it felt like we were losing our heads there for a minute, so we wanted to just calm things down and uh, get back to the basics. Did you ever find your keys? No. <laughs> no, no idea where they are. 
<laughs> you gave them a snack half hour before dinner. Was that planned? No. I uh, lost track of time. <laughs> was Just wasn't thinking. And so, you know, three bites of dinner. That's on me. It didn't look like you had many answers to the double team. Is it a question? <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, okay. As a Just new- lost track of time. Oh. That's as a, at Chef's as a new Jags, dad, by the way. As a new dad, that really hit home. For me. So you, you got that one, too? Because personally, I, I lost my keys over the weekend. I can't find them. Oh, I have no oh, idea where they are. Gosh, I oh. have been solo at dinner, but I went with the late snack, and then dinner's just a debacle. But that's on me. Like, but so that's, that's, on me. That's, that's on me. That's on me. That's on you. That's on me. I lost track of time. Lost yeah. track of time. I think he also picked like a gummy bear Something out of his, his hair. Okay. I like oh, that that's touch. That's amazing. If, there was, that's if he had one more question about the uh, dog in there, then that's my life right now. With the dog? With the dog and the kid. They won't leave each other alone. That's this, fraught. This That's was, fraught. This was too real. Oh my god! It was that, that was just fun. look, just looking wiped out. Exhausted. You know, f- clearly is that's a manager or a coach after a loss too. Yeah, so yeah. it's a loss. Yeah. The day's been a loss. I'm a dumb dad. Is that a question? <laughs> oh. I love it. God, this yeah. is, gosh, beautiful. Well, is this guy well, with the tones well and done. the ibuprofen? The whole thing. Just well done. All of it. It's well done. Skippy yeah. logo in the back. You know what? He follows me. That's worth a follow. That is funny. right back just, at man. Just genius. The Dodger fan and a and a and a um uh, a Jaguars fan. I feel like Sarah well. knows him actually. Oh, is that right? He's a comedian. I feel like he's a comedian. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That was funny. 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 Very very funny. Gosh, I saw that and I'm like, you know what? Best dad ever for sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, Joel Klatt's about to join us. Is he on the phone line? Actually, he is terrific. Great. Um, so he's about to join us, and then Peter King, and then Jason Light, and Jake Tapper. We will talk about what's going on with Bob Baffert and his horse, and the one that he rode in on. Uh, that'll be coming up here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show here on Peacock. We're back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network as well. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial to have a conversation with us on, on any of these fronts. Uh, and my buddy from uh, Fox Sports, who sat next to me during uh, the Friday night of the draft, he did it in Nashville, and then, of course, last year, that was all a wash, uh, but back at it in Cleveland, and we had such a great time um, with him and all of NFL Network. Joel Klatt of Fox Sports back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Joel? Good. What's up, man? How are you? That was a blast, wasn't it? That was so much fun just yes. being in a draft It hall. really was, and, and you know, listen, I, I was doing games in empty and, right. and three-quarter empty stadiums all year, and to have the energy back of you know, football fans was incredible, and I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I can't wait for this season. So we talked with you before the draft, Joel, and you were uh, head scratching uh, over the Justin Fields evaluation that um, that had him out of the mix in San Francisco, where them staring at either Mac Jones and Trey Lance. We found out it was Trey Lance, and who knows if Mac Jones was even involved at any point either because we had Kyle Shanahan a week ago on in this very spot, actually, uh, on this show, uh, Joel. So, uh, And he said it was Lance pretty much all along. Now Fields is uh, a Chicago Bear. They traded up to get him. Do you like the way it all worked out for Justin Fields in the end, Joel? Well, I, listen, I think that when you can go to a team that – you know, granted, has has struggled the last couple of years, but I would say defensively, they're they're ready to go. I think every quarterback would have, if they were to pick their destination, regardless of of you know what they have said, 
Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Jones, Fields, all of them would have picked the 49ers. Wouldn't you agree? Sure. Like They're the most ready team for a young quarterback to go in and contribute and potentially go on and have a lot of success early in his career. Um, but having said that, I, I thought that the Bears were a good you know, consolation prize, if you will, for Justin Fields. Now, he's, he's not going to get the, what was it, $10, $12 million that he foregoes not being that third pick. But I thought it was a good spot for him. And, and I know that that city is excited. I was texting some people on their staff. They're excited about Justin. I, I, I didn't understand the, the criticisms of Justin Fields in particular because I did so many of his games. Now, I might have been too close to it, uh, Rich, as, as you know. But, boy, yeah, that, that type of skill set doesn't come along every so often. The, the arm strength, the accuracy – the ability to avoid turnovers, the ability to create with his feet, that to have the athleticism that he does, and yet when he escapes the pocket, his eyes stay up. There's all these things that we would have normally just fawned over, and then this year, all of a sudden, it was just like, oh, I don't know about him. Like, oh, I don't know about him. Right. What, are, what are we talking about? Exactly. And now uh, we had Nagy on the show just last week, and I asked him, the plan, and he said the plan is essentially to uh, replicate what he saw in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and the ability to have Alex Smith start all regular season games but the last one because they'd already secured a position in the playoffs and and Reed wanted to get his young charge uh, a, a wet beak going into the offseason. And I I was I shot him straight. I, I, I basically told him I don't think he's going to have the <laughs> – the luxury of that. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, that's you, exactly what I would have said. You know, and that's a good response, right? Because yeah. that's well and good. You know, what does Tyson say? Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> it's like, wait until those Bears fans, you know, start seeing anemic offense and a struggling team game five. And they're like, okay, like, let's go. We want to <laughs> we see the kid. Let's rock. Um, so I think that that's all a wait wait and see i could see him playing much earlier here's the thing is i just don't want to doubt this guy um and and part of this rich i think that and this is the element that i think i'm fortunate i saw him his like second or third practice at ohio state like right after the transfer and i went up to a spring ball and you know coach day was had just taken over from coach meyer and I was standing with him on the sideline, and we were watching Justin practice. And, and I, I'll be very honest, both of us were like, boy, this is a work in progress. Mm. You know, and I was like, and I walked away from that practice, and I don't know if you're going to remember this. Maybe you will. Maybe, probably not. <laughs> I actually picked Michigan in the preseason that year before Ohio State's outstanding year. I knew Ohio State was loaded, but I had major questions about Justin from what I saw in that spring practice. And then he comes out. I did seven of their games that year, and I saw the development. I saw this kid get better, and part of that development was his desire to be better, Mm -hmm. his desire to play from the pocket, his desire to play um, quality, efficient football as any other quarterback would. He didn't turn the football over, and I I came away so impressed from the development that I saw from his first, you know, third spring practice, if you will, uh, all the way until – you know, the, his last game, which was a national championship game, and the, the performance against Clemson in the semifinals. So I had the luxury of seeing that, and so I don't want to bet against this guy. You know, they can have all the best plans in the world about letting him sit and this or that, 
But I can tell you right now that no defensive coordinator is going to want to see Justin Fields on the field uh, this season because of everything that he brings. Joel Klatt here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And you're taking a look at all the quarterbacks that got drafted, okay? And you can't – I think the only ones where you could pretty much say that they won't be on the field week one right now, for sure. Obviously, there's situations where maybe, maybe not – that you could sit here and say they won't be on the field week one, that you could say for sure it'd be Kyle Trask, right? Because you know Brady's going to be on week one. And I guess maybe even Kellen Mond, right? Because we're assuming that's obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's Kirk Cousins there. But even with Davis Mills, even with Ian Book, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's not going to go into training camp and maybe wow some people. That That's a very infinitesimal odd though, that he would be on week one for the Saints. Would you agree with that assessment? or, or I, I would. Think? I would even take it a step further. And, and, and again, I don't think you're suggesting that these players will start. Correct. I, it's just that you can't say that they definitely won't. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes, sir. That is the construct of the, of the question. So, so, to me, it's only one, and that's Trask. Even- and maybe, I like, I get it with the Vikings, but, you, you know, does... Can you? I mean, who knows with Kellen Mond? I, I don't think that the Vikings are totally married to Cousins in, in that respect. Now, having said that, I think that that's a, a very low probability, and I'm not suggesting that Cousins should be sat down by any stretch. But mm-hmm. if you're just sitting here and you're saying, like, you've got to bet your mortgage, uh, Trask is is really the only one that you're like, yeah, that's a that's a just a no-brainer safe bet. Every Everybody else, I think, at least has the opportunity to go into a camp and compete for playing time. Now, whether that's going to happen or not is a, is a different uh, suggestion. So Mond would be the next guy, uh, probably book the next guy, and then everybody else has a shot, including, and this is the one that you were, yes. you know, so emphatic about, but Davis Mills. You know, Mills to the Texans, I, I thought was quietly, you know, the most impactful, telling pick in the entire draft. Well, I mean, because we also had David Shaw on last week as well, Joel, and he said the kid is is particularly attuned and um, wired to handle whatever comes the way with the Texans and Deshaun Watson's situation, as we refer to it in the media. He obviously is going to pound the table for his own quarterback, but he thinks that that um, that Mills is wired for whatever may come his way and can actually succeed in the NFL because of it. What do you say? I really wish that he would have stayed. Uh, at Stanford. Now I'm a college guy, um, and and I hope it works out for him. But I I do think that this is the type of guy that could have had. I mean, how many times now can we see this where a guy who's a middle round draft pick to late round draft pick, if he comes out, stays the Joe Burrows of the world, the world, the Baker Mayfield, the Kyler Murrays of the world. You look at uh, this year with with Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. And then all of a sudden they rock it up with a great year. I think Davis Mills was that for next year. And in what I would consider a weak quarterback class, I think he was going to be a top 15, maybe top 10, maybe even top five pick in the draft next year if he was able to play similar to how he played this last year in, in, in the COVID year. So I, I thought that he made a mistake. Having said that, from the Texans' perspective, they get a guy – that could potentially have that type of talent, and I think does, 
and they get him in the third round, albeit early in the third round, but they get him in the third round, I think from their perspective, they're thinking to themselves, boy, this was a great steal. He comes from a pro-style offense, a West Coast system under David Shaw that's very NFL-ready. He's got the, the, the talent and the stature to go out there and play. And if he's also got the makeup, like Coach Shaw suggests, then this was a great pick by the Texans. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's – playing for the Texans early in the in the season because at this point another thing that you know if you're betting right now on Deshaun Watson playing for the Texans that's that's a no-brainer that he's that he's not going to be on the field for them at least at this point so they've got to move forward in a different direction Joel Clatt of Fox Sports here on the Rich Eisen Show let's look over the steering wheel Joel if you don't mind because you know the Washington football team did not get a uh, a quarterback of the future there may be some other teams that are in that market certainly when I've got Peter King on in hour number two we are going to talk about the fact that he's got the Eagles installed as a favorite for Deshaun Watson to land as you know the Eagles have two first round picks a second rounder could turn into another third first round pick because of Carson Wentz's season Um, if the Dolphins aren't involved in Watson I know it's still Tua right there but maybe just maybe there'll be some other teams that are looking towards next year's draft who's who do you got on your radar screen that that might be of interest to NFL teams right now because they 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 gotta put their eggs in next year's draft basket yeah, so, I, 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 well, like I said, I don't think it's as strong as this class, but I don't think this class was as strong as we thought it was going to be, you know, going into the year. Right. So I, I would start with Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. He, he's the most talented, and, and you know, he, he possesses the type of arm talent that we see with Zach Wilson. I think that it's, it's maybe even a little bit more refined from an accuracy perspective. Um, he's got a, a supreme level of confidence, and I think that he learned a valuable lesson last year. They struggled early in the season in his first season as a starter, and, and partly and, and really mainly because of his inability to protect the football and losses to Iowa State, lost to Kansas State. And in the Red River game, it was a game that Gus and I were calling, actually, against Texas, Lincoln um, Riley sat him down and just flat benched him in the middle of that game. And, and for that program, that position to get benched in that game, that just that's that's a dagger. And he came back and played unbelievable the rest of the year, in large part due to the fact that he was able to utilize the offense. If he learned that lesson and continues that into this year, I think that he's he's going to be a safe bet to be a top quarterback in this class. I think that Sam Howell from North Car- North Carolina is a guy that is is excellent. Now I have had a lot of different coaches throughout the ACC tell me that. They were stronger running the football with Javante Williams than they were throwing the football with with Sam Howell. So that might be uh, something that he may struggle without that running game. You've got Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati. You've got, um, let's see, Keaton Slovis at USC. But they're going to have to have big years and prove prove some doubters wrong to get up there into that first round. I I don't think it's it's a great class but those are the names that you're looking at is rattler worthy of a number one overall pick you think when it's all said and done i think he can be i think that he can be if if he plays the way that i expect he plays and and this by the way this is going to be oklahoma's 
I think this is going to be Oklahoma's best shot to get themselves out of that semifinal into the national championship. Maybe mm-hmm. even, you know, that Baker team that lost to Georgia in overtime, that was a team that probably could have, at least uh, on paper, competed for a national title. And, and I would have loved to have seen them in that game. But this is going to be their best year. If they're able to have a season like that, I think that he would make a, a, a serious push for that number one spot. It's going to be hard, though, because – I, I will. I'll be honest. There, there's a couple of guys like Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge player from Oregon. He is a freak. So I don't know if if anyone's going to be able to to tackle that top spot away from Kayvon Thibodeau. Joel, before I let you go, I got to have you tell the story. You know what story I'm going to have you tell because you told it to me on the set. Chris Brockman, uh, again, like I'm standing there. Joel's telling a story before Friday night's draft coverage to DJ and Charles. They rock their heads back laughing, call me over, and they say, Joel, you got to tell the story. <laughs> so um, I give you the floor, Joel. Um, you have it. Set it up. Do what you will. But uh, my gosh, this is amazing. Go for it, please. Okay. So um, I, I was fortunate enough to play minor league baseball, all right? And, and I was just a young, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed guy that didn't know much because I played high school baseball in the state of Colorado that I was drafted and then went right into minor league baseball right out of high school. And so my second year, my second spring training, um, I was playing third base and the Padres had a third baseman in the organization on the triple A squad named Sean Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't know if anyone remembers. Oh, yes. Sean Burroughs. Well, oh, yeah. So this is way back. This is, you know, this is prior to nine 11. This is prior to security and, and social media. So like spring training was a free for all in the minor leagues. You could walk wherever you wanted. You could even go and like, just watch big league, you know, uh, batting practice on and so forth. And so it wasn't uncommon for a guy at a position to be like, Hey, I'm sore today, or I need a couple days off. And they would just be like, Hey, go take his spot on this team or that team. So Burroughs gets a sore arm and, and they're like, Hey, we want to shut him down for three days or so. So, Hey, Clyde, just go hit in Burroughs spot and play third base for the AAA squad during this week for spring training. And I'm like, great. Okay. So I just start going with them. And Literally the next day, and Burroughs hit second, back control guy, you know, even though he's a third baseman, wasn't powerful, so he, he hit in the second spot. The next day, the Padres ink a minor league deal with Ricky Henderson. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, this is, this is interesting. So where does Ricky go? He goes to the AAA squad. Where does Ricky hit? Lead off. So there I am second behind Ricky Henderson and I'm in awe right I mean like th- you gotta understand my I'm a kid watching those A's teams I'm looking at this guy and I'm like is this real like somebody pinch me and then everything that everyone's ever said about Ricky starts coming true right before my eyes he's referring to himself in the third person right to my face like a dr- looking at me and be like Rick, Ricky get on and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible, you know. So we'd be in, you know, getting ready for our at-bat, and he would always, you know, he would hit the donut off of his bat, just like you've seen. And then he would start tapping his toes and, like, doing that almost like the, the little shuffle towards the plate. And then he would turn to me, and he would look me in the eyes. And here I am, you know, this young guy, and he would just be like, two <laughs> or three, and then keep walking. And I was like, what in the, <laughs> uh, like, what is he talking about? I have no idea. And I was just like, well, uh, you know, 
oh, I just want to impress him. So I'm like, man, I'm I'm a power hitter. I just want to hit jacks. Like, just swing as hard as you can, Joel. Like, you know, like hit a home run so he's got to wait for you at home plate so I can give him a bash brother. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, oh, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to bash brother with Ricky Henderson at home plate. So I'm going up there, and I am swinging out of my shoes on every pitch. And he keeps telling me this number before every at-bat. So finally, I go up to the skipper, Jeff Gardner, and I'm like, Skip, why in the world does Ricky keep telling me a number? And he looks at me, and he puts his arm around me. And I'm three days into this, guys. I've taken now, you know, 20 at-bats behind Ricky. And he's like, Rook, that's how many pitches he expects you to take so he can steal second. (laughs) (laughs) I had been swinging from the heels on every pitch, and I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. That is just the greatest. Unreal. And he never said anything to you like, hey, I give you the number, and now you're just hacking for the fences. Oh, my never. God. Never. And he never, like, and he would do it with the same tone, not like, hey, this time, like, give me two. He just kept turning and telling me a number, like the same raspy voice, the same, like, just three. And then he would walk. <laughs> Did you ever hit a walk up? Did you ever hit one out? Did you? No, never, never. Not only did I embarrass myself thoroughly, but I never even hit one out. Joel, I love that story. That's one to tell. I'm so glad you told it to us, and thanks for coming on the show. As always, you're the best, Joel. Thanks, thanks for the time, man. Have a good one, guys. There you go, Joel Clack. Was that (laughs) was that advertised? That was advertised. I was not expecting Ricky Henderson. Two, two, three. three. That's the number of pitches, <laughs> so he could take second before he gets before on he base. Got base. Before <laughs> he gets to the plate, right. <laughs> he tells him how many he wants taken. He had to have been doing that his whole career, of right? course, absolutely. He's Ricky Henderson. Yeah, he is an all timer, man. He's Ricky Henderson. All-timer. Remember the snatch catches? Oh. Mm-hmm. I was just every time he did it, I just he would snatch so it out of the air, and it's just like, oh my god, he would, <laughs> I had visions so of the ball fast. rolling into the corner because he took it and would fling it in fling a different it. direction. Never once. Never did. <laughs> Never did. Ricky. Oh. It's just the best of all time. Charles Davis told a story that he, uh, um, somebody told him that Ricky would collect his per diem checks on the road. <laughs> I've heard this, yeah. Right? He would collect his per diem checks on the road and place them in a bowl in his house. And whenever a kid comes to the house or whatever and did a job for him or one of his kids had a good week for an allowance, pick out a check. <laughs> pick out a check. Pick out Could you imagine check. if it was a 10-game road trip per oh, diem? yeah, you want to. <laughs> That's the one. And then, of course, it would be just that one check for me, like a CSI Miami yeah, check. Exactly, exactly. Take a break. My The best, most memorable round of golf I've ever had this weekend coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Big word alert! I have a lot of confidence in Coach Coach Pagano. All right, let's move to uh, a little bit more of an omnibus portion of our conversation here, Coach Matt Nagy. First things first, uh, pass interference now being challenging. Now you can review this stuff, but... An adjective pertaining to, including, or dealing with numerous objects or items at one time. Omnibus. Shopping for my big Sunday dinner, I had an omnibus grocery list. I bet you did. Big word alert. Big word alert. I would love nothing more than to ask him, like, normal, really pointed questions as a Knicks fan that I want answers to, to try and have a rapprochement between him and Oakley. And have and 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 bring them together, so I can feel comfortable about going back to the garden. Gosh, I'm more than happy to have him sit in this chair. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't badger the witness. As far as the Knicks are, as far as I'm concerned with the sports teams, let him go, get him out of there. I'm telling the shareholders of MSG, you don't want this guy making decisions, so let him go play with this harmonica. Let him go. What you need him. Unless they're saying for him to pay that much money at the very, for himself that much money, at the very least, he needs to put down the harmonica. So I understand if you're a shareholder and you're like, that's an absurd amount of money. But Big word 
Oh my God. Rapprochema, a noun meaning the establishment or re-establishment of harmonious relations. Rapprochema. After my crazy ex-wife threw one of my Emmys at me, I knew there was no chance for rapprochema between us. Mike, I'm proud of you. That was a big moment. Thanks. I'm that was a big moment. Fun. Appreciate it. And that's it for today's Big Word Alerts. You're welcome. Now, do you guys really not know rapprochement at no. all? Come on. Chris, no you're, chance. You're, you want, you want, you want a, a, an award for being a, a, a columnist of the year once True. upon a time in Maine. In Maine, Rich. For your penny saver or whatever you're working for. Big time, big words for Maine, man. You know what I mean? Like, see, Never you know? heard that word before, ever. TJ, you heard that word. I mean, I minored in English, Rich. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm with you on most of these words. Even though that's technically French, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I, so I, just, I know words. Is oh, what I'm very good. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, big weekend in the Eisen household. Oh. Xander, 12 years old, sixth grade, won his fantasy basketball. Oh, hey. oh yeah. X-Men. His squad was who? Okay. First round choice, Jason Tatum. Second round choice, Steph Curry. Wow. How do you like them apples? How about that? That worked out. He then also went in, and again, I've just, last thing I want is for his friends to say, oh. Your dad helped you. Your dad helped you. Right. Okay? Yeah, it makes sense. Especially since when we signed him up, you know, um, it wasn't with his, you know, email. It, it was yours? with Susie's, so oh. actually his his mom's name is on his, <laughs> which, you know, it's a strike it's already, against already. Yeah, he's a sixth grade. Oh, yeah, yeah, your mom's yeah. name is up Mom there. did it. So, and then last thing I want is to, so I just left the Zoom area when he drafted. He was sitting on the kitchen counter, and I just, I just, that's it, out. Let him do it on his own. And a couple times, Dad, you know, what do you think? You know, and I'm like, that's it. No, no. Go with what you think. He drafted LaMelo Ball late. Oof. He drafted Zion and Donovan Mitchell after those other ones. Gobert, Miles Turner. How about that? That's a good. Picked up Anthony Edwards midseason. I'm raising a Daryl Morey in my household. <laughs> nice. You probably did him a favor by Jerry that West, him. Xander's going to be the logo. You started the super team, bro. And then... <laughs> His younger brother, Cooper. Ooh. Coop. Are they in the same league? No. Well, I mean, that's his Xander's class league. Oh, got it. Cooper started one for his cousins, his brother, and his friends. Oh, okay. Coop's in. Uh, Coop's locked in one more week for the fi- for the finals. God bless him. He's got Fred Van Fleet, ten year old, looking at his dad and saying, "Dad, injury management. Isn't there just a week to go in the season?" He gets it. Hey, Coop, <laughs> it's something called they don't want any part of this playing game when they can get more chances at the ping pong balls. Like, I literally sat down. God bless. Thank God he's never in the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> right? Right. Because then we really have to have a conversation about not trying and how that's not the way we want to go through life. But Coop and I, on Saturday, played a full 18, a full round of wow. golf for my 10-year-old. Nice. And I will never forget that it. That is the two awesome. Just the two oh, of man. us. Man, I cannot wait for that day. That's amazing, man. All 18 holes. He finished? He finished. Did he complain A couple at times all? we'd have, no. Oh, no. 
Oh, no, no, no. He was, he was, well, in. he would get down and he was just like, what's going on? Yeah. He already learned that he cannot hit his three wood. But I said, well, listen, you've got at least 50, 60 more years yeah. of this knock on wood. Uh-huh. You know? golf so, but you know, like you can learn and whatever, but he, we, he made it around. That's and you know we would have to we would fish it out of the out of the the sand trap because but now, now he knows what about raking the trap for the next people. Yep. He also understands when the group that's in front of you does not allow us to hit a forward that it's rude, right? Play through. Well, I mean, look, whatever. Uh, he also knows um, as well. I shouldn't say this sort of thing on the air. What I just said, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, that happened. Uh, he also he also knows as well about you know what's what's up with his swing. He he got putting down a lot better than like the first one. He was like, what? Yeah, yeah, he hit it too hard. He's like you know, slap shot. Like he was taking <laughs> hockey swings at it. <laughs> he was like Happy Gilmore. Man, he got a but he got a through. Round. And then and then that after it was over, so impressive. Oh, I did th- I did this after it was over. And he taps in his like tenth putt on the eighteenth hole, <laughs> and we were mindful. He also knows to be mindful of people who are behind. Yeah. Okay, got to got to yeah. got to teach him right. Oh, etiquette. So we wanted to make sure we're not holding anybody up. So he would see somebody get on the tee before we were on the green. Oh, dad, I'm like, it's okay, don't worry, yeah. we got it. And so when it was over, he taps in, and I said, "This is what you do: take off the hat," and we shook hands. This is what you do when you're done with 18. That's what you do, man. We took a picture. I got a selfie. Oh, that's so great, man. What a moment. I'll never forget it. That's so cool. Never forget it. All 18. And then later on today, later He's on in the day, so later today. on in the day, He's be so sore. Uh, later on in the day, I was just like, you know, literally stretching out and hobbling around. He's running around like a deer. <laughs> you know, Susie kind of looks at me with the look. I thought you said he was going to be tired, you know? And I'm like, yeah, normally this is what should happen. But that happened. Uh, Never forget it. That's awesome, man. Mother's before, a day before Mother's Day. God bless it. Susie was also, she's like, go. Go. And so we, went, we, we played a full 18. It was like, kind of like, let's see if we got nine in, and then it was open. So we kept going and going. Like, do you want to play all 18? Yeah. Yeah, oh, full man. 18. That happened. Peter King, Jason Light, Jake Tapper, and you. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Just kind of wanted to share that one. Nah, man, that's right, awesome, Rich. dude. That's awesome. My, my cage... We have this like little, you know, Fisher Price golf set, and that's all he wants to do all day. The first word he says when he wakes up is ball. That's great. As soon as he gets outside, he looks out in the backyard and just says, starts yelling ball because he knows I want to go outside and hit the balls. Yes. And he's got a nice swing. He's already into it, man, because he's walking all the time now. He's so psyched. Oh, and I should I should also mention just for being fair about. By the way. That is great. It's, uh, it's As so you know, cool. Cooper, Cooper tried to uh, bounce a marble in the house when he was younger, and I'm like, okay. Yep. He's, 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 he doesn't right. have dribbling down yet, but we have one of those little hoops, and he just dunks it and right. shoots all the time. But he's uh, And Taylor, my daughter, she turned down. her ankle running around in school on Thursday. We thought it was broken. That's what I was doing Thursday afternoon. Oh. Susie and I took her to the x-rays and stuff like that. Oh. But this is and, – and I will just say this. Uh, Lakers should take this as inspiration. 
uh, she was like bruised around the the bottom of her uh, shin, the dreaded high, high ankle. High ankle sprain. By Saturday, out of the splint, run around. <laughs> <laughs> it's really crazy how she said to me, "Dad, I don't think I'll ever be a hundred percent the rest of my career." And I'm like, oh, "Come on now." She was moaning about some sort of playing situation. She tweeted that out. Yeah, yeah. right. Somebody needs to be fired. Can't wait for Space Jam 2. It's really strange how there's some certain similarities here between the two. She was tweeting about a video game chair. Yeah, about 30 years apart, but um, the whole country thinks she's saying things just for the sake of saying it to make her look better. He may or may not be back. She does love Taco Tuesdays. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a given. That's a given. Yeah. Who doesn't? I will say, LeBron's video last week about Taco Tuesday, he was making all these weird noises. I must have played it 20 times for my son, and he laughed every time. <laughs> hey, man. LeBron's. He wait. laughed every time. He loves his Taco Tuesday. Cage is going to have a whole adolescence and lifetime of entertainment from him and Maverick Carter and the people yeah. at Spring Hill, brother. It's true. He'll be listening to podcasts from LeBron. He'll be watching yeah. movies from LeBron, TV shows from LeBron. And I'm going to have to explain to him. You have to sit him down and talk about super teams super and stuff teams like that. And- Dad's not a fan <laughs> because he didn't play for Boston teams. Although, hey, he is a member. He is an owner of the Red he Sox. He's an owner of the Red Sox, I guess. <laughs> you started the Super League, bro. <laughs> Hour two coming up.